Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Have you ever just been so bummed out? so down, so afflicted, and so, and so much pain, whether it be uh, actual physical pain or actual emotional pain or spiritual pain, you didn't know what to do. Well, that's what we're seeing uh, with David and several of these psalms we've been looking at. And the primary focus has been on the fact that God will deliver us, okay? And we know that, and David knew that, but he is expressing what's going on in his life to the Most High God uh, shared it with him, shall we say, and that's good. I want to jump a little ahead from where we are just to show you the intensity of it. In Psalm 69, which is what we've been looking at late, in verse 29, David says this, But I am afflicted and in pain. May your salvation, O God, set me securely on high. He tells us point blank and what it is that he's experiencing. Affliction and he's in pain. Now, we've gone up through verse 26, but I want to back up and go, where was it, verse 22 right here, and be reminded of what David had said about these folks that were coming against him, that were afflicting him, that were causing him trouble, his enemies, his opponents. So he's declaring this before the Most High God. In verse 22, he said, May their table before them become a snare, and when they are in peace, may it become a trap. So he's asking God to snare them and entrap them and to do it in that which they are pursuing, the table, and what they think is peace. Okay? He said, God used this to trap them, to ensnare them. Verse 23, may their eyes grow dim so that they cannot see and make their loins shake continually. So he's saying, God, just you know, physically bring them down. The loins is the hips, that they shake, that they're not able to walk, that they'll have no strength, that they'll be not able to see. Verse 24, pour out your indignation on them and may your burning anger overtake them. <laughs> so now, I mean, he's getting serious about this, right? He's saying, God, I want your wrath poured out <clears throat> upon these folks. I want your indignation poured out on them. And that, that indignation just means uh, the anger of the Lord poured out upon them. And he says, verse 25, may their camp be desolate. May none dwell in their tents. Well, what's he, what's he saying here? He, he's saying, God, deal with them, annihilate them, eradicate them. May there not be any of them. It means to be desolate. It also means this, to be appalled to be stunned, to be stupefied over something. He said, may they be like that. Verse 26, why is all this? For they have persecuted him whom you yourself have smitten, and they tell of the pain of those whom you have wounded. So it's, it's a very vivid picture of what's happening and really the purpose of it. David has already acknowledged in this psalm and several other psalms that he wasn't perfect, that he had brought reproach on himself that God was bringing correction into his life and did so in several ways. And when you read the story in the scripture of David, you can see what some of those ways might be and why they were. So what he's upset about here is that these people were persecuting him 
Look how he says it. For they have persecuted him. He's talking about himself, whom you yourself, the most high God, has smitten. He said, God, you're the one who smitten me. And they're persecuting me because of that. They tell of the pain by whom, God, you have wounded me. And they're, in other words, they're mocking and making fun of it. And God is the one that's doing it. So he says this in verse 27, because of this, add iniquity to their iniquity. And may they not come into your righteousness. So not only is he um, asking for to be relieved from them, for them to be driven away in the type of thing that normally you would ask for in that type of situation, right? But he's going beyond that. He's talking about really their eternal well-being. And he's saying, Lord, I want you to add iniquity or guilt to the guilt that they have already. And uh, Zodiati says this, that it indicates sin that is particularly evil. Okay, the stuff that they had been doing, the type of iniquity they had been doing. Lord, just add to that. In other words, God turned them over. You see that in the first chapter of Romans. God just grants it over. God turns you over to your sin. Okay, he just hands you over to it. You want to keep doing it? Keep doing it. And he's saying that to God. He said, add iniquity to their iniquity, iniquity, and may they not come into your righteousness. In other words, Lord, I don't want them to come into your into your justice, your righteousness, has an idea of government right here, into your kingdom. I don't want them to be a part of it. Then this, verse 28, may they be blotted out of the book of life, and may they not be recorded with the righteous. What is that about? He said, may God just remove them from the book of life. When you read the scriptures, you see that the Lord keeps books, and he's got several books. He doesn't have just one. He doesn't have two. He has more than that. Well, how do I know that? Because there's a passage. I can't remember if it's in Daniel or Revelation. I think it's in Revelation, but I'm not sure. Well, the Lord talks of a book and books. So if you have a book and then you have books, that means you have at least three, right? And then you see certain phraseology. You see here the book of life. Another part of scripture, you see the Lamb's book of life. And here David is saying, Lord, just blot them out of the book of life. And may they not be recorded. So there's recording taking place here with the righteous. So is the recording with the righteous the true book of life? And boy, there's all sorts of debates over this, okay? Which we can't really get into in this form. Well, maybe we can get into this too in this format. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but the short of it is this. Uh, when we are all, all humans, when you're born, you are in a book of life. Okay, you, you are experiencing life. And there is a, uh, a, a ledger, whatever you want to call it. There's, there's a thing here, a book of life that the Lord keeps. And David is saying this, Lord, blot them out of that. Uh, some people believe that by the time it's all said and done, <coughs> that all the unrighteous are blocked out based upon this right here. And the ones that are left are the ones that believes and it called upon the name of the Lord. And that this book of life then becomes the Lamb's book of life. Okay? Because all the unrighteous have been blotted out of it, only the righteous in there. Well, perhaps that could be true. Others believe that there's an entirely separate book of life and that when you believe the Lord writes you down in that. So you're in the book of life because you are born and you're a human being. But when you believe, you get your name written down in the Lamb's book of life. I don't know. God's the one that keeps the books, Right? But what's interesting about this is that David is calling for the Lord to judge them. And you know what? God blocked them out of the book of life. 
David doesn't seem to be too interested in them being uh, brought the right relationship with the Lord and to be among the righteous, right? He's saying it forthright. May they not be recorded with the righteous. Ever feel like that? Then, verse 29, the one we started with. But I am afflicted and in pain. May your salvation, O God, set me securely on high. That little but right there, but I'm afflicted and in pain. I think he's declaring this stuff for God. He's crying out for God, and he's going, yeah, God, you know, but I'm really being afflicted. I'm really in pain right here. And so it's not like he's asking for forgiveness, what he just said, because this is how he's feeling. But he says, God, I know, you know, the things I'm saying, I'm, I'm in this pain and I'm saying this. So may your salvation come. And then the next verse, which we'll look at in the next episode, he, he starts doing what he always does. He says, God, I'm going to praise you. I will praise the name of God with song. He said, I'm going to pick up a song and I am going to praise you, Lord, even though I'm afflicted, even though I'm in pain, even though I'm actually asking for you to blot out these that are causing me trouble. Uh, that you're the add to their iniquity, the ones that persecute me, that you will smite them, <laughs> that you will leave their camp desolate, okay? That your indignation and your burning anger will be upon them, that their loins will shake and their eyes will grow dim, and that you will ensnare them and entrap them. Even though this is the way I feel, God, and this is what I'm asking for, you know what? I'm waiting on your salvation. I'm waiting on you to deliver me. May we do likewise. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.